the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. It's got multiple meanings. Back in black. Woohoo! Profitability, right? Woohoo! My last name. I'm cool like that. My mama wasn't stupid when she named me. Oh, yeah, she took my dad's last name. Maybe my mama was stupid. My mama being from Alabama, maybe she was. Oh, I'm going to H E double tooth picks. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton talk about the Double Tree by Hilton Hotel in Burlingame. Big event coming up in less than a week, Thursday, the 21st of March, 630 to 830. How are you, Mr. Burton? I'm good. You know what? I've never gotten sick of that song. I just realized that. We've been doing radio for 20 years together, and I still like it. You know, it's um, interesting that you say that, because when I did the national show, which you weren't on very much, um, they did the uh, uh, Under uh, under a Bridge by um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It goes, and I got sick of it. And I got sick of it. It's just back in black still works. Anyway, Mr. They used, to, they used to play all the money songs, too, like the Pink Floyd money, and you can get sick of that really fast. Yeah, that's that's fair. And I've tried not to be cliche and play, like, horns and trumpets and classical music, and I definitely don't let my spouse pick the music. People who do that are losers, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, right. You know, we got a seminar coming up, and it used to be that I was one of the youngest people in the room. Now everyone looks my age because we're all kind of – pushing towards retirement i'm starting to think about what are some of the first steps and you're going to talk about this at the big event thursday what are the first steps in designing an income plan because i need to know this so i'm going to have to start paying a little bit more attention to you well yeah first of all and you're going to have to practice retirement a little bit too when we go from working many many hours a week to what are your hobbies or sources of joy outside of work um I've got many, so I'm kind of in the boat of where I kind of want to work longer and do more of those things now. Got it. Um, so that's that's a little bit of my plan. I mean, you know, like what I like to do for fun. And um, you, so you've got to practice. You have to have a life plan. What's going to get you out of bed today? How are you going to focus on your health? And those all relate to your expenses. Because you have certain expenses now while you're working. Huh? Many of those are going to go away, and new ones are going to pop up. I see people spend a lot more money in the first five years of retirement than they did when they were working. Um, so you really have to start to track your expenses and get an idea of what they're going to be and what you want them to look like. Um, you have to know your sources of income, especially, especially your guaranteed income. Okay. So you have to do some Social Security planning to figure out when you're going to take it and when it's going to hit. Um, because you're going to have two phases. One phase where you're producing income from your portfolio without Social Security or maybe even pensions, and then another phase with, and those are two different draw rates. You have to know your annual portfolio draw. Not your expense. Well, you have to know your expenses, but what I always talk about in terms of cash is your annual portfolio draw rate, your expenses, including taxes, 
minus your guaranteed sources of income or, or steady income like Social Security, pensions, and maybe a rental property that you've owned for a long period of time. Yep. And you'll have your draw amount. And in order to get through rough markets, and you'll see at least you know several bear markets in retirement because they happen, and they're fine. They won't be an issue on your plan. They'll be a little bit scary and never fun to go through. But as long as you have a plan to get through those, you'll be great. And that plan is having starts with having three years worth of portfolio draws and cash and enough income to support that through market corrections down from the top to the bottom, back up to the recovery, so you're never forced to sell in a down market. And that is one of the biggest keys to a successful retirement is having that strategy in place. All interesting stuff. And again, I'm getting to that age now, Chad, so I'm going to have to pay more attention. I've accumulated assets. I'm running out of time to accumulate assets. Now I have to start coming up with an income plan. And I know that you're going to sit down with me personally and help me one day. And I'll scratch your back while you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm really creeped out. (laughs) Me too. I'm they call nine one one. I've had a stroke. You stay on the other side of the table, and then maybe we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll keep my hands above the table. Oh, good God! How's tax planning different in retirement? Because it's tax season right now, and I just put everything in a shoebox and I uh, wait till March for some reason. And I, I march down to the accountant's office and uh, say, "CPA, take take over this stuff for me." Um, how's tax planning going to be different for me when I retire? It's a big change in mindset, and you should actually really be changing your mindset about 10 years out from retirement, Um, because every year right now, I'm always, you know, how do I pay the least amount of taxes this year? Yeah. What can I do to make sure my taxes are low this year? And then I'll worry about next year, next year. Okay. In retirement, you have to start focusing on the idea that you have a limited resource. That's your portfolio. And your portfolio consists of different types of accounts. You got cash, taxable accounts retirement accounts, Roth IRAs, hopefully you have a nice blend. And so the idea is, is how do you keep your taxes low for a long period of time? Not low between now and age 70 and a half, where you can literally stay at a 0% tax bracket. And then all of a sudden, 70 and a half, required minimum distributions kick in, and the IRS says you have to pull money out of your retirement accounts start to pay taxes, even if you don't want to. So people enjoy a really low bracket for like five years, and then it explodes, it gets out of hand. They don't have anything left but their retirement accounts. So every time they need to take a large withdrawal to fix their home up or buy a new car, they have to take an even larger withdrawal to pay the taxes, a big liability that comes with those retirement accounts. So you really have to focus on blending income. Capital gains brackets are different from ordinary income tax brackets. So your capital gains on stocks that you have in your non-retirement accounts and your dividends are taxed as capital gains. And if all you have is tax is capital gains, then your income can be pretty low. But as soon as you make another withdrawal from something else, then it can pop those capital gains from a 0% to a 15 or a 20% bracket. So taxes in retirement are not easy, Rob. It's, it's, uh, this tax package was far from simplification, but there's some really good things in it to help you keep your taxes low for a long time. So moving forward with this concept, a uh, big seminar coming up Thursday. That's 21st of March, our second one of the year. It's income in retirement. It's wealth preservation. A little estate planning, a little bit of 2019. Where, where are we now? People could sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. If you've not been to an event, we'd love to see you there. Um, let's talk about the creeper taxes, the sneaker taxes that pop up on people. That you know, What should we be thinking about, finally? Um, yeah, and this, this one will even catch CPAs off guard. 
Okay. Because, um, you know, CPAs are getting wise to the idea of Roth conversions and, and taking advantage of this low bracket. So they're telling people that are close to retirement or in retirement, hey, convert money from your IRA to your Roth, pay the taxes now at a low rate so it grows tax-free forever. But if those people are over 65, there's a couple of sneaker taxes that you have to worry about. Um, first of all, Social Security, if you're single... Um, and you make over 25000 and that includes half of your Social Security and your tax-free bonds, then 50% of your Social Security is taxable. If you make over 34000 85%. And if you're married, it's, the numbers are 32000 Social Security becomes taxed at 50%. And if it's 44000 it's taxed at 85%, up to 85%. But it's, it's, it's even more confusing than that, Rob. So again, you take your income plus half your Social Security plus your tax-free bonds. So it's a really crazy calculation. And what you do with your other income can affect your Social Security taxation. But the bigger one is the Medicare Part B premiums. If you do anything major, your Medicare Part B premiums can skyrocket for a couple of years. Okay. So the average person pays 135 bucks or so a month, but if your income is over 85 single or over 170 joint, they start to skyrocket. You can end up paying four times as much as your neighbor. So the, Everything's working Thanks, together. You got income taxes, yep. Social Security taxes, uh-huh. capital gains taxes. Ten seconds. It's almost like they're all working on on different brackets, and you really have head to, to newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio twenty five to get in for free. The seminar's Thursday, the twenty first of March. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from seven to nine on AM twelve twenty KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So this is Weezer which sounds a lot like Toto. I don't know if you're going to do a cover, shouldn't you kind of bring your own flavor to it? But they're doing it pretty, pretty close. My favorite Weezer song is Zombie Bastards. Something great about Die All You Zombie Bastards. I don't know. How do you make that into a rock song? They did it. The drumming in it's pretty tight, too. Anyhow, I digress. There's something wonderful about playing music with your kids that you like and they like. I don't know. I feel blessed in that area. So one area that we have to talk about today is the very unfortunate event that happened. And I guess you could almost say is happening right now in um, New Zealand with another shoot 'em up scenario that is so unfortunate that it, it, it just blows your mind. It, it, it makes you want to cry when you start thinking about it. 49 dead, one suspect charged. And uh, don't you know, he live fed it on Facebook. And Facebook is having a tough time getting it down off Twitter, off Facebook, and other such uh, social media apps. Everyone's trying their best, and they're having a tough time. And that's the problem that Facebook is going to run into. So is that they seem to be trying, again, I don't know if you agree or disagree, do they seem to be trying to do privacy issues? They're being charged with a crime in upstate New York for uh, basically the way they've shared information. A crime. That's never good. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are struggling to remove New Zealand mosque shooting videos. Shooter live-streamed video of the attack on a mosque in New Zealand. It was one of two mosque attacks that day that killed 49 people. Companies have done everything they can to prioritize it. And that blends in with news out of Facebook yesterday. Two of Facebook's top product executives, Chris Cox and Chris Daniels, are going to leave the company as it pivots towards a future focused on private encrypted messaging. Okay. Now, first and foremost, Chris Cox was thought to be maybe a uh, a Mark Zuckerberg uh, replacement down the road. Mr. Cox was head of all product for Facebook, including Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and the core Facebook app. Wait till you hear what he says on his way out. It's not veiled. It's not even cryptic. 
I think it's a downright shot that he doesn't like the way Facebook's going. He says, Mr. Fo- Mr. Cox said in a Facebook post, he said the company needed leaders who are excited to see the new direction throw, which does directly suggest he may not have been completely aligned with the company's new direction. Mr. Zuckerberg, meanwhile, sounded a similar theme in his own Facebook post, which said, you know, sad to see such great people leave. This also creates opportunities for more great leaders who are energized about the path ahead to take on new and bigger roles. It's a pretty big loss for Facebook. Anytime you lose someone who's been in the company 13 years and really knows the product well, you're losing a good mind and good minds take time to replace. And sometimes it's, it's the funny thing on wall street, like Tesla has a new CFO and everyone's like, I wonder how long he's going to last. Last one only lasted two or three months. And CFOs differ like golden clay, like every job in the world. It's who do you put in charge? How good are they at what they do? Um, with CFOs, are they conservative or are they aggressive? I kind of like it. My accountant is like, he's fantastic. By the way, he'll say things like, well, it depends on how you want to think about this. And, you know, one of the things that he, he caught me on was that at one point in time, I had a house that, you know, I, I moved to a bigger house and, and put renters in it or a nicer home, bigger mortgage. So I put renters in it for, and he goes, well, since renters were in it for two years and all you have to do is live in it two out of the last five, right? To get that, that massive $500,000 for a married couple uh, capital gains right off exclusion. He goes, well, it kind of looks like you turned it into a rental and it was no longer a home that you sold, even though I'm selling the rental and I'll have to, it, yep. He says, it kind of looks that way and it just depends on how you want to interpret it. So successful failure starts at top. There's aggressive leaders. There's passive leaders. You kind of get the idea. So that's out there. Should you own Facebook on a fundamental basis? Yeah. When you take a look at how much money they're making on advertising, when you take a look at how much global reach they have, they're pulling it all together quite nicely. The problem is, can you trust them? And that, that's a big issue. And a lot of people are calling up their, their brokers and their advisors and saying, that Elizabeth Warren said she wants to break up Facebook. What should I do? So there's fear of regulation. For instance, one analyst out there today, he took Amazon off their top pick list. He said, fear of regulation is why I'm doing it. He put Netflix on his top pick list and said, no fear of regulation there. And it was a little, I, I, something you got to think about when you're, when you're, you know, eating up your investment ideas and, and myths and, and thoughts. So that's out there. <laughs> Growth stocks, value stocks. Growth stocks and value stocks. When the economy is roaring, it's tougher sometimes to find a growth stock. When the economy is going slower, it's a lot easier. Growth stocks have been a long-term uptrend for more than a decade now. If you've owned stocks, you are very, very pleased. Very pleased in the last 10 years. During the fourth quarter when the market had that little mini crash, the iShares SP Value ETF, ticker symbol IVE, if you're looking for value, IVE, it's a good index. It doesn't cost you a lot of money. It outperformed the iShares S&P 500 growth ETF by 2.4 percentage points. So value had its day. Every dog has its day. My dog pooped again in the house. There's something really wrong with that. My last producer would be playing dog sounds barking right now. And all I get is a Monty Python. Yeah. U.S. economic growth has been decelerating since late last year, as have the consensus expectations for companies. They say that a rising tide lifts all ships. A rising economy does bring up along a lot of good companies, a lot of average companies, a lot of bad companies. It's when things get tough that the shakeout starts to happen. So companies that are planning to increase sales by 17% or more, that's four times the median growth average of S&P 500 stocks. You can do little um, screens. You know, I've been talking about Ulta Beauty recently. And I never knew who Ulta Beauty was until 
I had to get off a highway once. Uh, maybe it was a stop for food. Maybe it was a stop to urinate. One of the greatest lines I once said to a, one of my girlfriend's mothers, she goes, you'll never know. It's so sad that you'll never know the joy of childbirth. And I said, it saddens me to know you'll never know what it's like to stand behind a 7-Eleven and pee. 7-Eleven will let me pee in the stores. I peed outside the store. And I, that made me funny. Laugh. She was very serious. But there's companies that are growing faster, like Ulta Beauty. They got Kylie Cosmetics. Kylie Jenner. I hate the Kardashians. I hate everything about it. I think it's stupid, vapid, and, and banal. I think it's ruining the world. But you can invest in it. Ulta Beauty. CVS Health. Well Care Health Products. Cigna, all growing at over 16%, four times the market averages. Ulta Beauty up 55% into earnings. Woo! Big seminar coming up on the 21st of the month. Sign up at Rob Black's show. It's in Burlingame. Use the code RADIO25 and listen to the commercials. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. I think if you listen to the show, you hear that there's a lot of themes to investing. Obviously, the millennials are the big spenders. I was a big spender when I was that age on stupid stuff, typically love, sometimes entertainment. I wanted the experience of going to, to live music, seeing a good band that's up and coming, getting a little bit of a buzz on. I spent a lot of money doing that. Drinking at a bar is expensive. Not part of a healthy budget when you're in college or just out of college. I know, I know you're saying, well, what evil Rob do? Evil Rob would bring a flask to the bar. Except for me and hard liquor don't mix well. So that doesn't terribly do well. But you get the idea. Save some money, right? Anyhow, there's themes. Uh, who, who's spending the money? Uh, once you have kids, you spend a lot of money on kid stuff. Buying them college degrees. Costs $100,000, according to Lori Lachlan. Can you believe Aunt Becky had to put up a million dollars of bail from Fuller House? Or Full House? Fuller House, whatever you want to say. I'm kind of done with these Netflix reboots, just so you know. The Roseannes, the Fuller Houses, the One Day at a Time. We don't need reboots anymore. We need original content, but I digress. But again, that's one of the things. That's one of the themes we invest in. Millennials like um, Kylie Jenner and her makeup. If, if, sometimes, if you can't beat them, join them. If you take a look at what the influencers are doing, it's it's ridiculous. There's uh, one of the influencers just landed Carson Daly's slot at twelve thirty after the uh, Tonight Show and the Late Show end. I think that sounds about right. And she comes from YouTube, and she had a show on YouTube. That had a staff of two. She's going to go to NBC and she's going to be blown away by the corporate nominates. But these are investable themes. Because she was an influencer, what it basically meant was her YouTube channel is wildly popular. So YouTube has taken eyeballs away, which takes, takes us to another theme that's out there. Cord cutting. One of the craziest things I ever said was when I had a cable modem when they first came out 20 years ago and I was doing a national radio show. And the modem was always flaky and... I'd call Comcast. They'd put me on hold for 45 minutes. They'd try to fix it. They'd try to refresh it. I'd, I'd learned how to basically fix modems from uh, the early days. And uh, they said at one point in time, it's going to take two weeks to send a service person out to put a new one in. I'm like, two weeks? You know, I pay you guys $120 plus a month or whatever it was. And uh, I lost my mind. I said, you'll know which house it is because it'll, be, it'll be the house with a, a modem on the front of the yard with with big pile of turd on it. <laughs> And the person said to me, I don't make that much money to take abuse from you. And I was like, fair enough. <laughs> and, I hung up and the modem started working again like the next day. And I felt like a, a, just a bonehead. Anyhow, I digress. Um, AT&T's having a red wedding. Not the red wedding from Game of Thrones. Everyone dies. Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm supposed to say that before that. AT&T's having a red wedding for DirecTV. 
Now, again, last year, the year before, we started seeing all these bundled packages. And we're like, wow, you can get pretty good streaming TV for fractions of the cost of cable TV. Let's cut the cord. And slowly but surely, everyone's doing it. But now the costs are starting to go up. Now they're starting to tinker with it. It used to be somewhere between $40 and $75 a month. Now it's going to be $50 a month for DirecTV Plus and $70 per month for DirecTV Now Max, which has regional sports. The DirecTV Now Plus, which is the $50 one, has no regional sports. The only reason a lot of us watch TV now is regional sports. That's the only reason that we watch old TV. You know, uh, Netflix kind of wins. HBO kind of wins. Maybe AMC is kind of old school, kind of caught in the middle somewhere there. So the plan's changing and you're getting less for more, essentially is what it comes down to. And I think you'll see the same thing happen to a lot of the other plans that you think are you know great deals right now. Now, I have a Roku player, so a lot of the stuff that I do pay for, I, I just put on Roku as well. So suddenly it gives me not just one room, it gives me four or five rooms, and some of them are in different states, which is kind of awesome. I want to start a state called Catatonia. I want to be the president of it. Think about it for a second. Think about it for a second. There you go. You probably got it. Apple sent out invites for a press event on March 25th. Ooh, we used to get really excited about this because it moved the stock. Probably not going to move a company that's $800 billion at this point in time. But the rumor has it it's going to be streaming video content, which again ties into what we're already talking about. There's Roku, there's Apple, there's Google, all in the streaming business, right? On some levels, they got the Apple TV. Google's got its device. Roku's got a device out there. Everyone seems to have a device. Amazon, clearly. So Apple sends out invites and what it looks like they're going to try to do is what Apple always tries to do. tries to make what other people are doing better. They kind of copy other people. And one of the problems with my Roku player is that every now and then I have to put in my password for HBO, which is tied towards a paid service elsewhere. So it doesn't seamlessly integrate forever and ever. And that's one of the things Roku and Amazon have done very, very well is that they offer you the ability to buy HBO Showtime stars directly through their service. So it's all seamless. So if that's all Apple has, I'm going to be pretty disappointed in that, that release. If they're just making it, if they're going to start selling HBO on Apple TV, now if they start selling HBO for a dollar, woo! but the rumors aren't, how shall we say, creative at this point in time. They're not inspirational. Apple and Roku are also close on a deal for AirPlay 2 support. That'll allow users to stream video from an iOS device, your phone, or your Mac to Roku streaming players and smart TVs. Samsung, LG, Sony, and Vizio all announced AirPlay 2 support for some of their newer TVs a couple months ago. By expanding AirPlay support beyond its own hardware, Apple is acknowledging that its streaming service won't go far if people can't watch it on their television. And that most people won't spend $150 or more on an Apple TV. So I've been an Apple enthusiast because I'm an Apple shareholder. And probably I've been an Apple shareholder because I'm an Apple enthusiast. I think they do tech way cleaner and way nicer than other people. With that said, you pay a premium. But there's also something in that. When you go to the gym and you see me with my Apple AirPods and my Apple phone, you're like, that's a good looking man. You see someone with a little uh, Pixel phone and you're like, oh, ghetto. We really need to clean up the neighborhood. You know, for the record, the has anyone ever logged on to the Nextdoor events in your Nextdoor is kind of this community website? They are hilarious. If you ever want good humor... Um, find out what your neighbors are complaining about because it's usually pretty inane. The one that I loved last week was, hey, is anyone missing a live chicken? (laughs) 
Oh, the jokes. The jokes just... Oh, they ran. They ran hard on that one. But yeah, someone in my community has live chickens. And that would be a neighbor that I would not want to have. Comcast has a TV squeeze going on. Comcast cable boss Dave Watson appeared to confirm that there's a new plan. The new trend amongst cable and satellite TV providers is to give up on competing with live TV streaming services in earnest and instead extract maximum value from its current subscribers as the ship sinks. You know, every time I call Comcast, they are so nice to me because the ship is sinking. And they look at the customers who have been with them for 5, 10, 15, 20 years as, how can we milk these guys? It's kind of a disgusting thought, but I'll go with it. Ben Stiller. Amazon's Fire TV recast DVR now works with external USB storage drives, so you can expand beyond the 500 gigs to one terabyte drives. It's kind of cool. Amazon has always been about uh, making their systems uh, adaptable. Apple's always like, you get what you pay for, and you ain't going out there and getting more memory on your own. Amazon's like, yeah, we're okay with that. So that's that's what's happening in the world of streaming this week. Obviously, it's uh, a pretty big world out there. Remember how yesterday I came up with a dumb name for scooters, Scooternomics, when I'm talking about Lyft? Lyft makes as much money as they do renting a scooter or a bicycle as they do when a driver comes and picks you up. It's about $3.75 per ride. I was asking around because I've never been on a scooter. I'm not the kind of guy who looks good on scooters. I kind of look like a dork on scooters. It's not because I'm not athletic. It's just because I look like a dork on scooters. So I don't put myself on scooters, right? So I was asking some friends about scooters, and she goes, and it's Daria from the Morning News. She goes, yeah, yeah. She talks really airy. Like, yeah, I did it, and it's like $3 to turn it on. Now, here's the thing. It wasn't really charged, so I had to turn it on two or three times. It was $9. It's like a dollar a minute. Now, I don't know. I've never, like, I've never been on scooters. I could tell you South by Southwest this year, there's 8,000 scooters. Companies like Bird and Lime and Ride Sharing Giants, Lyft and Uber, they're, um, they see big money in this. Austin has emerged as one of the cities most quick to adopt the new form of transportation. There's 9,000 scooters in use in the Texas capital. Who knew Austin was the Texas capital? Capital of Texas. A lot of people don't know their capitals. Southwest, South by Southwest has served to introduce the scooters to attendees from around the United States. So does it catch? South by Southwest is kind of a, a fun event, but it's too, how shall we say, um, cliche for me. I won't be seeing it South by Southwest. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up on the 21st in Burlingame. Go to Rob Black Show, use code radio25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So this is Arcade Fire. Little band out of Canada, I believe. Most of them are Canadian. They may not all be Canadian, eh? Also, like the Strombellas, they're Canadian. Also, I like hockey is my favorite sport to watch. I'd call that Canadian, but someone's going to correct me on that. This song, Everything Now, it, if you listen to it, it really talks about materialism. And this is a band who's anti-materialism. Um, they're anti-record label. They're anti-establishment. And they fund their own albums. They fund their own equipment. They funded their own studio. Their first album sounded horrible because it was basically done in a garage. But I don't want to talk too much about that. But I am talking about materialism. I once met someone who, she said the funniest thing to me. She goes, uh, she wanted a Kindle. She goes, I, I, I don't like books. She wanted a wireless TV because she doesn't want cords. And I think there's something to the younger generation who has money, they kind of want cleaner lines and, and finer living, and they don't want clutter. So 
I've got a family member who refers to her extended closet as her laboratory. And we are a nation that collects a lot of junk. And that's why Marie Kondo is out there. And she's cleaning up on uh, seminars. And she's cleaning it up on book sales. And she's cleaning it up on a Netflix show. Marie Kondo is this fascinating, fascinating character. And I hope she is a character. She plays the, and again, I don't know. She's Japanese, right? And she goes, and she uses an interpreter, and she sounds like the classic Japanese geisha cartoon that Americans know. Oh, thank you so much. But she says it in Japanese, and then her interpreter says it. Oh, thank you so much. Um, oh, it's kind of a submissive character, right? And America, we don't need to go to $400 seminars to learn how to clean up a closet. But for some reason, we're stuck with dirty closets. So she, she's thriving. I once said to the family member spouse that has just junk. Just junk in the closet. I said, one weekend while you're away, if you want me to, I'll break in and look like everything was burglarized from the closet. And he's like, oh, no, she would go to the hospital with mental illness. Okay, okay. So try to think of problems that people have and, and fix them, right? Marie Kondo's mastered it. And I kind of hope she kind of sounds like this in real life. Man, you got a dirty closet. And not this, oh, what would make you happy? Clean closet? I kind of hope that that's this character because it's genius, right? Like one of the things uh, in retirement maybe I'll do is rip people off. I'll, I'll pretend I'm like a yogi. I'll, I'll be like the money yogi. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, he must be from India. He's good. He knows. He's wisdom. He's wise, wise about money. So think about characters. In this day and age, everyone wants to be a YouTube star. Help people be YouTube stars. Learn how to edit video and learn how to edit audio. And let everyone think they're great and say this every time. Say, okay, we're going to roll the cameras in three seconds. Let's get it done. And then when it's finished, say, that was awesome. Or, let's get it done. See where I'm going with this? So materialism isn't my thing. And as I've gotten older, I've kind of learned that. I don't drive a nice car. I drive a truck. You know why? Because it's functional. It's great in the snow. It's great with skis. It's great with kids and soccer. So I could have a BMW. One of my neighbors on next door, neighbor, he, uh, on that next door website, he just said, he apologized to the, the red convertible. He goes, I got the black BMW convertible. I probably cut you off because someone was chasing me down the other day. And I'm like, did you have to mention you have a BMW convertible? Or does that just shock me that you did that? Couldn't you just say, I cut someone off in a red convertible today? Sorry. But anyway, not very materialistic. So big seminar coming up. We'll talk about dividends. I love dividends. Everyone has standards in their life. If you're a 30-year-old woman, you may be looking for a spouse who's got a job, maybe no criminal record, maybe 30, 31 or 32 teeth. Everyone has standards, right? You have to have standards when it comes to investments too. I like some dividends. I like some cash buybacks. I like growth better than the GDP. Now, earlier in the show, I, I showed you growth that was going four times faster than GDP. So that, 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 that's almost hyper growth. That's sexy growth. That could work in a good economy and bad economy, right? So I like dividends. Can you write down things that you like in companies? I want the market leaders. I don't want the market followers. You know, forever and ever, there was a company called Juniper Networks, which was like a poor man's Cisco. I didn't get, I didn't see it. There was a company called, you know, SAP and Siebel who competed with Oracle. I, I, I don't see the competition. I, I look at the winners. It helps in investing, especially when you do stocks, to not take chances on the next. Or it's the phrase, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party you would have. But you have to say it like this. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party you would have. Because you start to get it now. 
There was a company that I once invested in that was working on the cure for cancer. If they have the cure for cancer, holy mackerel, that stock's going to go to the moon. Boom, 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 we're going to the moon. The only problem is, but if they don't, see ifs and buts, if they have it, great, but if they don't, not so great. You got to try to stay away from those, and you can't talk yourself into it by being dramatic. Um, That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to stick with it, and we're going to go with that. There's stocks that come and go. Um, Do you remember Getty Images back in 20 years ago? There was, uh, everyone was coming up with dot coms and you had to have like uh, an interracial couple holding hands on your website. You had to have a young boy looking up at the sun on your website. And those were all professional pictures. And you had to pay Getty Images if you wanted those on your website. So that was a good story, right? Because like they own all the images out there. It seems like they own all the images. Person eating cereal, they own that one. They paid a model and they want, they want their compensation. That may be your thing. And to me, that's just too odd. It's kooky. It's fine. Big seminar coming up on the 21st. You can learn more by going to Roblox Show. It's in Burlingame. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Listen to commercials. You'll hear more about it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.